Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or are dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we are your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we are stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to this Friday edition. It's Friday. Yeah. Hey, all oh. right. <laughs> You don't even know what day it is, Daryl. Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's Friday. <laughs> Only because we told you we were just having a conversation. Hey, the two oldest guys in this group, uh, we do. We quite often have trouble knowing what day it is. But I know, <laughs> hey, I know for the podcast purposes, man, it's uh, we talk about uh, weekend wanderings on Friday, and you know you can wander. Anywhere, I like to wander around. I've done a lot of it in my lifetime, but sometimes we just take off on trips, hop on in the vehicle, you know, and head in a particular direction. Yep. And my wife and I both have learned what we need to keep overnight kits in both vehicles. Because <laughs> you never know where yes. you're going to end up, never, right? We just did yeah. that a couple of months ago, wound up down around Lake Wapapella, lots of things to look at, had a great time. Well, you know what? It got dark. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Where'd you end up staying? Did you just, oh, uh, there, there was a, I can't remember the name of the uh, campground, but had some nice little cabins right there close to the dam, and oh, yeah. had a great time with a young man. His uh, young family had just bought that campground a year prior, I think, and doing great things, and a little playground for the kids. Had a grandson with us, you know. Everybody was happy, man, but stayed in the little cabin, got up early the next morning, had a nice breakfast at a local little country cafe. Everybody was happy. <laughs> but you can do this a million times, and I recommend it, man. It's a great thing. Sometimes some of your best trips are just wandering around. We were up in New York State one time for our National Land Leader Convention. We end up, me and Tammy, down in West Virginia at the New River Gorge, and it was one of the most beautiful places I've been. And I can tell you, if I just hadn't wandered into there, I probably would have never went there. And, and actually, some of the best smallmouth bass fishing you can find. Oh, now you're getting near and dear. <laughs> Talking my lingo now. Yeah. You, you betcha. But, hey, I've got three other crew here with me today. Yeah, Daryl Hyman with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Yeah. Cody Lucas with Outdoor Vigilantes TV. Frank Cox with Smoker Builder Manufacturing. And I'm Bill Cooper, and I'm with everybody if you got something to do with the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. today, we're going to target cold weather trout fishing. It's something near and dear to my heart. I absolutely love it. And I've got to where, particularly since I've retired from my day job, you know, I uh, love to fish in the wintertime. I do a lot better with trout in, in the cold weather months than I do with the uh, Summertime, like some of you fair weather fishermen. Oh, yeah. You know, and speaking of that, being down here at Westover Farms, it is oh. a beautiful place. Trout stream, a few hundred yards that or feet that way, really. Yeah, right. I know. It's, I tied Cody in his chair. He keeps yeah. running. <laughs> you should have Bradshawed me, blindfolded me, so I wouldn't know how to get down here. <laughs> you know? And you know these cabins and stuff around here? I They're mean, what gorgeous. they've done with this place is just blowing my mind. You know, we're in the conference room here, and... uh you know, all these mounts on the wall, beautiful fireplace. You Big know, moose hanging behind the fields. Yeah, it's a great place to you have know. a company event or, you know, family 
mm-hmm. get together, whatever. But the trout stream is dynamite. Yeah, oh, it, and, it, and it, even it, in February, I mean, you know, we it really is. In February every year, it's a neat thing. You can fish here any month of the year. That's right, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I do love the setting. I tell you, when you pull down off this hillside, you got a giant gate there. How tall is that entrance? <laughs> it's so oh, big. Oh, it's that. tall. It's up there. I break yeah. my neck trying to look up, and it's big old trout hanging over, you know. Yeah. Just, I mean, you you literally pull off a little blacktop road down in a different part of the world. You're deep in the Ozarks, and a little bit of story here. There's a spring, I don't know, at a mile and a half above here, and the water trickles down. It's small. It's intimate. But, boy, I'm telling you what, they got structures in here. Fish got plenty of places to hide. And the grand thing is it runs off, uh, uh, they own a couple of miles, I think, of uh, the dry creek yeah. frontage and you mm-hmm. can wait on down and actually that's my favorite place to fish i like going down not as pe- many people walk that far mm-hmm. and i happen to know of the property o- owner on the lower end oh. <laughs> and he, he's told me i could come out anytime he doesn't even trout fish his wife does so i always stop by the house wow. and ask her what they're biting on you know and uh, boy it, it's great fun but what a beautiful place but the log cabins here are just outstanding. They dismantled cabins from all over the country, rebuilt yeah. them here. You can stay in a log cabin that was probably built originally back in the 1800s. Oh, just, yeah. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. Great accommodations, neat place to stay. But, you know, when you're down on that creek, Bill, what, you know, this time of year, because um, a lot of guys like myself and maybe Cody, I'm not sure, are fair weather fishermen. So when, you, <laughs> when you're fishing that cold weather trout situation, I mean, is there something they like to bite on more that time of year than... Well, let me tell you, when you come to Westover Farms here, of course, you always got to go to the office to check in. The smartest thing you can do is check with Tom. <laughs> because Tom knows all the time. Sometimes it can change by the day. We don't like to hear that. But it also does change by the season, you know. Uh, right now, we think, well, all the summer insects are gone, the ants and the grasshoppers and whatever, you know. There still are a few of them, but it's just amazing how much aquatic life is in this little stream. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's freshwater shrimp. There's all kinds of little uh, insects in there that the fish will feed on. And, of course, there's trout fishermen, particularly those snotty fly fishermen, you know. And I'm one of them, but I'm not snotty. Well, you know, (laughs) what I used to do uh, whenever I was running around, you know, of course, I always went down to Bennett Springs, and there's a couple of really nice fly shops down there. Exactly. And uh, you could ask those people, but when I was on the stream, we would sit there for a minute, let the the mud kind of clear, and then we'd flip the rock over, and we had our little glasses, you know, and we'd look at under that rock and see what was hatching or what was coming around, you know. And uh, like just try to mimic that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like when the mayflies are yeah. big and they're flying, you know. I, oh, there's yeah. no doubt. What but the, but that's for you fair weather on. fishermen in the spring <laughs> and summertime. Can't miss them, right? That's yeah, right. But there, during this cold weather, you just about can't go wrong if you're fishing some kind of a nymph pattern. Yep. And that means it's going gonna, it's gonna to sink towards the bottom. And I like the beadhead nymphs because they'll get right down to the bottom. And some of the streams, I wish I had Damon Spurgeon here. He's my fly fishing expert. But he often fishes a double rig. Uh, rig he might have a a beadhead nymph on the bottom that's going to get very close to the bottom and then 16 inches above that have like a san juan worm it just looks like a thick piece of red thread to us you know mm-hmm. but 
Trout feed heavily on those things. But if you have problems, just call me because I've probably got 10,000 <laughs> flies in my home. Oh, my I got, goodness. I got box after box after box. And you know what I'm getting for Christmas? More uh, flies. What I got, got for Christmas? More flies. I, I love them. Once you start this stuff, man, you, you just go berserk over it. You know, it's a ton of fun. But there's more ways to catch trout than fly fishing. I know everybody was enamored by the river runs through it and Brad Pitt. And, you know, he actually inspired trout fishing, fly fishing, so in the United States, all oh, the manufacturers loved that guy. <laughs> the next year, fly fishing participation increased by 700%. 700%. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I knew I liked that show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, fly fishing, people often ask, how do you get into it and how do you get started fishing? You know, what do you do? Best thing you can do is go to classes. Yeah. Uh, and hey, Damon Spurgeon can teach you. He hosts classes once in a while he's a local guy but again that winter trout fishery we've got lots of places to go westover's one of my favorites but close to my back doors the merrimack river oh, yeah and uh it's been a tremendous trout fishery for years in fact uh, i was dear friends of of spence turner first met him when i was mm-hmm. superintendent of merrimack spring park back in the early 70s and uh, it was about then uh, i think it was 71 maybe 70 that Spence started putting brown trout in the Merrimack River. Now, there's history that goes way back. We don't have time to really talk about that. Everybody likes to talk about the story of how trout first came to the Ozarks, you know, and the story is that they're little railroad workers. They, they had some fryer eggs from uh, out west, and they kept them in uh, the big metal cream cans and iced oh, wow. them down. And as they crossed little bridges across the Ozarks, they tossed in some of these fish. Wow. Yeah, true story. I had no idea. All right, some I of those either. some of those wild populations still exist today. So where are some of those wild ones at, Bill? What are some of the streams uh, close by? Well, Newburgh up uh, behind uh, there. Yeah, Mill There's Creek Mill was Creek. one of them. Uh, yeah. The most famous one is Crane Creek down uh, in the southern part of the state. That can be a tough one to fish. Though. It's probably one of the toughest because it's very tiny but there's still pure strains of mcleod trout in that yeah. stream and i know it uh, on the little piney uh there were some in there and there may have been some uh, crossbreeding there but uh, it's pond and farm back in there in newburgh too. oh yeah, yeah that's upstream for mill creek i just yeah. started that blue uh ribbon uh, con not really a contest, but it's oh, uh, yeah. it's called the uh, Blue, Missouri's Blue Ribbon uh, Slam. That's what yeah. it's oh, called. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. My goal was to do a turkey slam this year. I was wanting to start my turkey slam, and and my buddy said, "Hey, did you hear about the Blue Ribbon Trout Slam from Missouri?" And I started, and you got to get nine of them. Well, I knocked two out in two weekends, and I hadn't had a chance to go back. But but yeah, it's phenomenal. What, do you and, get like a patch, Cody, or what is well, it like? A- well, after you do five, mm-hmm. and you go on the site on Facebook or on um, their website, website uh, mdc missouri department of conservation and you just put a picture of you with the trout and and the information where you caught it doesn't matter what size i mean i've seen some guys putting some fingerlings on there i mean because they want to they want to say i did this you know so so, but once you get five they recognize you and they send you a bronze um little medal from the mdc and a patch and then when you get seven they send you the silver Mm-hmm. metal in a patch and then when you reach all nine they send you a certificate a plaque um your gold medal for yeah, finishing wow. it and some patches and some buddies of mine have completed it and they've made a little like a little shadow box with it and it's hanging on their wall oh, so that sounds like it, a worthwhile goal it is oh, it really it is, is really really neat but the neatest thing about these wild trout teams there's what 
five, six, seven, eight of them in, <laughs> in the state. But you can normally go if you go during the week. You're not likely to see anyone else. Right. And, and oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, and on the wild trout streams, I, I don't even like to talk about limits on these, but I think there's, and most of them, there's a limit of one fish that has to be 18, 18 inches. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But... Oh, please turn those fish loose, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you yeah, you know, the loose. difference that I have found, Bill, uh, you know, I love to trout fish. I mean, I just absolutely love it. My kids and wives love it because they had no choice. <laughs> they were going to stick around dad. They got a trout fish. But but I taught my kids at a real early age to jig fish. We spin cast jig fish. Right. And they can absolutely tear things up. With I mean, they're, they're good. But uh, what I have learned about it is when you go out to these wild streams, I mean, you, you'll take a guy at, at the park, and I'm not taking anything away from the <laughs> from the from the, the parks because I yeah. love the, the state parks. But you take a guy that thinks he's a champion trout fisherman at the park. Yeah. You take mm. him out to one of these Blue Ribbon Wild Springs and put him on these wild trout. Let's That's see tough. how he does. Yeah. It, they're they're a lot smarter and they're a lot tougher to catch. You got to exactly. down. You got all that brush around you if you're trying to fly cast. You know, and it's and, a different uh, ball game. Oh, it, yeah. it I'm is. not an expert or anything, but I went with Cody one time. He hit a Zebco 808 with like this big silver treble hook. Is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> Now listen, it's you weren't no, supposed to tell that, Daryl. Dad, it's, it's normal. Now for I got to start my slam over. They're going to know how I did it. It's normal for Cody Lucas. But in his defense, I've got a real quick, quick like to tell you about one of my places to fish for brown trout in the state of Missouri. Again, it's, it's my home water, it's the Merrimack uh, River. And I love to go down in coldest weather, the darkest, nastiest days. And I'll tell you about a trip that I made a couple of years ago. And they had just released like, uh, I don't know, five or 6,000 round trout into the stream Ooh. and cody i'm i'm throwing oh. a five and a half inch stick baits i've heard that yeah and uh on these cloudy days the browns they're real sensitive to light but it's cloudy and dark they will come out into shallow water mm. and and i had a big stick bait lime green boy it was a pretty thing looked like a <laughs> christmas tree and i spotted a bunch of fish and i stopped and i ran back for that long rod to fling that tree out there well there's a tree limb out there I wasn't paying close <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. that seven dollar lure stuck right mm. in the end of that tree limb and i'm wrestling around with it. i could have waited out there and got it but i didn't want to do that so i jerked on the line broke my line <sighs> and of course that Limb was just like a bow. It shot that big <laughs> out there in the middle of the river, and as soon as it hit the water, big trout come up and got it and swam <laughs> <went> off. <laughs> he was adding insult to injury. Yeah. But that day alone, I was on the Merrimack for four hours and just kind of doing a running total in my head. I added up, and you don't have to believe this if you want to. I don't really care. I caught 540 inches of brown trout in four hours. No and, kidding. Yeah, and I was there all by myself. But wow. The point is, that's just one stream. In the state of Missouri, we've got lots of them here in the Missouri Ozarks, the Arkansas uh, Ozarks. Hey, go in cold weather. Forget these fair weather fishermen. That's when you take your kids, you know, don't want to freak <laughs> your kids to get. But cold weather, trout fishing in Missouri, great thing to do. On Friday, take off work early. That's right. <laughs> hey, folks, thanks for joining us here at Living the Dream Outdoors. Hey, thank all you guys for helping out, even though some of you got a lot to learn about trout fishing. <laughs> but, folks, never give up on your dreams. Living the Dream can help you out. You bet. Living How do they the get a hold of you, Daryl? LivingTheDreamLand.com is our website, or just call us at 855-BY-DIRT. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. 
Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on the Living the Dream Outdoor podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Messenger, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and Stitcher.